I am Vlad Dracula Tepes, and I do not get many visitors. Hey everyone, welcome to JoJo's World. Good morning on this Sunday, Monday, Wednesday noon. Not any of those days. I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Valentine, the other one of the co-hosts. Good morrow, Nick. Ah, why, good tumenwend to you, Dark sir. greetings. Oh, God. Nick, what are we doing? Uh, we are doing our podcast. Yep, this is our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast, where today we have made the monumentous decision to just kind of smash out the rest of Castlevania and be done with it. Because, my God, is it slow. Yeah. It is... So fucking slow. Fair few factors involving this, including the pacing of the show. We're just kind of in the mood for something new. Uh, also, the allegations against Warren Ellis that we discussed last time are giving me pause. And Just yeah. fuck it. Just let's get through it. Yeah. Nick and I went back and forth on how to best handle it. I also went back and forth with him for some time more with uh, the imaginary version of him that lives in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally it was like, Nick, we're doing this. And I went, wait, are we? Yeah, Nick, I've already run the simulations. We have this conversation and I get my way. <laughs> <laughs> So wait, you were talking with me in your head yeah. for you, how long? You know, like in the last few episodes of Evangelion where it's like, I'm not Liam. I'm the version of Liam that lives inside your brain. I haven't seen Evangelion. Oh, it's fine. Oh, okay, cool. It's no it's no the big O. Oh. Wait, which one was the big O again? The big O is the one that was a uh, American-Japanese collaboration uh, and the guy is basically, he's a negotiator, but Ooh. he's basically Batman with a giant mech. Ooh. Oh, that's right. Yes, I do want yeah, to watch that. Yeah, we are going to watch that eventually. We are, at some point. Mm-hmm. Definitely not next week, though, because we have bigger plans. Anyway, point being, we decided to just smash it out and be done with it. Uh, because, my God, it's too slow. It's just, it's too slow. <laughs> it's too sl- We are going to talk a lot about how slow these fucking apps are. Well, you know, I like the slow burn. That wasn't the main reasoning, <sighs> but it's a solution that works for both of us. Yeah. I like how it was sort of like, your main reasoning was sort of like, hey, Nick, I, I just want to get s- I got it. qualms. Yeah, you got qualms, and my main reasoning was yeah it is very slow it's funny every time i mentioned my qualms to people they were like you know you can separate the art from the artist and it's like oh that never occurred to me <laughs> well maybe liam it's it's a good it's a good thing to do <laughs> you know to step forward and uh self-actualize i don't know if that's what that is to grow as a human being anyway we've got we've got a lot to get through today so we we may as well not dwell on it any further and i burn my finger so every time i like sit down and start playing with my fingers i'm just like ow i forgot about that mayhaps you shouldn't play with your fingies in front of the microphone such that it picks up their their sounds hey speaking of sounds did you know that we have a new patreon wow that's unprecedented i fucking know what are you doing save your money it's covid for god's sake give us all your money the apocalypse insert, is nearing insert all of your stocks and bonds into jojo's no, world don't do it the recession will kill us all our patreon now requires us to charge gst or vat or whatever your local equivalent is so i'm not really sure how that works but if you like start getting charged an extra 10 cents on your one dollar a month donation that's what that is we're sorry and we can't do anything about it fucking i guess taxes are a thing fuck the government for giving us health care you know at such a low affordable rate so fuck nick that. who's our new patron oh yeah continuing it- our our apparently new tradition of pivoting from horrible topics to the patron oh so. by the way their name is 
Stephen McReynolds. Stephen McReynolds. Which is an amazing name, can I just say? Yeah, that's got protagonist timbre to it. Hey, my name's Stephen McReynolds. I work at McDonald's. I'm a regular Joe. By the way... Yeah, he works at McRonald's, the anime oh, version yeah. of McDonald's that sounds similar to, Mc- but he's legally to McReynolds. Distinct. And that's where the humour comes in. Oh, So, Stephen McReynolds, I'm sure you live in a quaint alleyway where a McDonald's is at the end of the cul-de-sac. I don't understand what you're doing. Just conceptually in my mind, I thought to myself, oh, if he works at McDonald's, obviously it'd be close to his house because an anime protagonist would walk to their work, right? Or they would take the efficient public transport. Of course. And then I thought to myself, oh, so naturally if it's close to his house, it would just be at the end of the street in the cul-de-sac. And then I thought... On the grass. On the grass. And then I thought, wait a minute, a cul-de-sac is like literally five houses in a circle, right? And a McDonald's at the end of the cul-de-sac would be like the five houses at the end and then literally a McDonald's right here. Wow, it's like my dream neighbourhood. I know. Wouldn't that be fucking dystopian as shit? It's a Ronald, Ronald McDonald house. <laughs> <laughs> he lives in the cul-de-sac. Okay, we're moving on. Thank you, Thank Stephen you. McReynolds, sure. for putting up with our shit. Patreon.com Jojo's World for all of your Sukeban Dracula parts two, three, and four question mark needs. By the way, not that anyone will know when we're recording this, but I'm hitting the button now for the next episode to come out, just so they know if they haven't checked. Nick, you just slammed the black screen of your phone. I'm pretty sure nothing happened. Oh, sorry. Let me hang on. Let me just. uh, There we go. That's better. That'll work this time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um. Jojo's World, Castlevania. This is yeah. Oh, and the name, of course, that we have for this special. If I didn't put it in the um in the title, which I almost certainly did or didn't, is uh the (laughs) strong. Confidence game yep. this week. The put a stake in it, we're done. Castlevania special, hashtag Castlevania. Oh my god. So we are going to blitz these fucking episodes. Yeah, rather than doing our usual beat by beat summary uh, in, in episode order, what I've got here is I've got notes that uh, run down all of the four, what I, what I consider the four distinct subplots of this season, mm-hmm. and we're just going to go through them from where we left off last time. Yeah. So that is, um, of course, Lindenfeld featuring Trevor, Cypher, Sanjay. Jermaine, the hero we deserve. Uh, uh, and, and he's basically my favourite character in the show now. Um, <laughs> we've got uh, the judge. We've got uh, the prior Sala. Sala. That's um, basically everyone. We've got some kids who run around too fast. Yep. Then we've got um, Hector and uh, the, the stereo girls. Yeah, the sex and the... Citadel. The sex and the Citadel. Yep, yep. featuring Hector. Featuring Hector, who is Mr. Locked in a Cage. Yep. Uh, then there's Isaac, just... Doing his own thing. Just wandering around and having philosophical conversations with people. Which, honestly, at the end of every philosophical conversation they have, I go, was that philosophical or was that just meandering? I don't know Is that just a monologue? I don't know. Truth be told, I got so angry when I realised that he wasn't going to get to stereo this season. <laughs> when are we going to just... get to the fireworks factory? <laughs> Oh, no. And also, uh, in the same vein, whenever Saint-Germain isn't around, everyone else should be asking, where's Where's Saint-Germain? Which kind of they do. (laughs) Um, And then our final subplot, which is... Alucard and Taka and Sumi. Which is just... I mean, it's fine. Yeah, it's a fine it's subplot, fine. but you know, they we never knew what was going to happen there. I didn't actually. It surprised me. I was semi surprised, but at the same time, I was like, yeah, this could go one of two ways. So I told you that I developed some opinions before we watched. Um, yep. The final episode today, and I think the final episode did bring it back in a positive light. But prior to watching that, I was I was feeling pretty down on the show in general, where I felt like 
you know, the only subplot this season that was really landing for me was the Lindenfeld stuff. Mm. And I liked the premise of the Styria stuff, but I didn't feel like it, it was, was actually going The execution anywhere. was... Yeah. It was... Because I, I feel like that's the one that has the best comparison to the Dracula Court stuff from last season. And you loved that I shit. loved that stuff. And I feel like that was sort of a similar... Um, Vibe? Yeah, but I feel like even though that was a slow burn, there were still distinctly things happening, whereas mm. this was just, oh, yes, we should get start w- keep working on Carmilla's dream. Yes, but I prefer to call it a scheme. Yes, and then next episode. So have you started working on Carmilla's scheme yet? Mm, not uh, really. The logistics are a little difficult to wrap my head around in yeah, this yeah. exact venture. Yeah. Just didn't quite stick the landing for me. So here's the thing. Then I just didn't really care about anything Isaac and Alucard were doing. Here's the thing, right? This is how I felt the maybe like four episodes before the second last and last episodes where I was like, Jesus Christ, guys, do something. (laughs) Come on, dance monkeys. Just weird, yeah. But I think we're exactly opposite vibes where I was saying, you know, I'm not really the biggest fan of this show, but damn, there's some good shit in here. And then like half an hour later, I sent you a message like, I like this show, but some of this season sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Just, it's just like, oh, it's so meandering. It's so slow. (laughs) It's so fucking, all right, let's let's just- Smash cut to Lindenfeld. Do we have to do Lindenfeld first? Okay, do you want to end on a high note? I want to end on a high note. Smash cut to Alucard. Okay, here we go. So Alucard's whole thing, (laughs) Alucard's whole deal is that he keeps training Taka and Sumi Mm -hmm. and he takes them down to the Belmont hold too early in the morning for their liking. Uh, Way too early. I did like that they repeated the moment where they were descending down where he, he eyeballs the Leon Belmont, not Leon. Was it Leon? I think it's Leon. Let's go with Leon. Leon Belmont's uh, portrait. Like, maybe I should put that back on the wall. (laughs) (laughs) And yet, still not put back on the wall. He takes them down there. It's got electricity now. Pretty sure it didn't last time they were down there. Yeah, it did, didn't it? No, because Cypher did magic and lit up all the torches. Oh, so Alucard's reappropriated it with vampire magic. And they're they're all wowed. And they're like, wow, you've put lightning into lamps. Can you teach us how to kill lightning with, kill vampires with lightning magic? No, I cannot. You see, I want to teach you more than just war making. I want to teach you knowledge so you can pass it on and make humans better. I think Trevor would like that. Yeah. Yes. He still likes Trevor. And that's all he did that episode. They had that conversation. There was a gun down there. Like, I'm not seeing seeing it, right? But one of the things that we saw was like a shelf with like a big like topaz on it. Yeah. And then what could only be described as like a 1476 gun. I mean... That's fair enough, right? They're into hunting down monsters and vampires. Yeah, sure. The ancient sciences. Yeah, the truly ancient Mm. sciences. The big boom, stick, go, fire. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they can do what they want, damn it. Then in their next episode, uh, Taka and Sumi are leaving the Belmont Hold later that day and it's like, oh, Alucard's hiding knowledge from us. Oh, I think he's just lonely. No, he's hiding something from us. But he can give us a future. Maybe. We should give him something back. Yes. One day soon, I will have to start making my own meals again. Ha. But maybe Uh we should let him make lunch and dinner for us first before we be sinister, vaguely. Yes, I suppose we should, dear brother. Oh, and the other thing that keeps coming up in their scenes is they keep being like, so when will you move the castle, Alucard? The castle's broken. But when will you move it? I'm telling you, we're not going to move this thing. It's broken. It's like, yeah, but movement, castle, lateral, mm. horizontal. Teach us magic. You know, you're gonna, come on, come on, you know, you're gonna. Teach us the magic, Alucard. Come Let on. us move the castle. This way, this way, into my noggin, come on. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, I'm teaching you everything you need to know to hunt vampires. That's why you came here. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So how did we move the castle? That's not how you kill vampires. Yeah, I thought you were. Like, come on, guys. What? 
what the fuck? <laughs> I feel like there's something you guys aren't telling me. So they're just being very kind of like... Cryptic? Yeah, very... Well, not cryptic, but just okay. very uh, vaguely... Them, okay, they are this season's Carmilla because they're all about moving the castle. Yes. Alucard, yes. when are we going to Brayla? <laughs> oh, fuck my life. We need to go to Brayla. And for that, we need to move the castle, mm-hmm. Alucard. And Alucard's just there like, I've heard this one too many times before. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's what happens in those two episodes that they're in. And then it's night time. This is the second last episode yeah. of the season that we're now in. Yeah. This this is how slow it is. We just summarised everything that happened in two episodes in like two sentences. Like our notes are pretty top level today, but I feel like there really wasn't that much to their scenes there were, in the lead up to what's about to happen. There were three episodes where I, it, like, I literally at the end of the episode went, nothing really happened in that episode. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, so Alucard can't sleep He's lying in his marvellously appointed master bedroom And he's like, oh, maybe I should get a coffin to sleep in Because I'm a vampire I was sleeping in a coffin beneath uh, Greshit before And that was quite nice There was a legend about me because of how well I slept ah, He got good, restful sleep Yeah Oh no, the kids are here uh, What do you guys Actually, want? Actually, probably shouldn't describe them as the kids Given what's about to happen Oh god <laughs> Sorry, the children of legal age. Yep. And they're like, oh. And they're, they're doing like weird twin speak, you know, where they're finishing each other's sandwiches. Yeah, it's real weird. They're just mm. sort of like, well, hello. You've been so alone. It's time for your reward. A sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> they would have what I just, they spend a whole episode having what I would describe as a surprisingly explicit threesome. Uh... I don't want to say surprisingly explicit. Like, it was all, like, brief cutaways, like, uh, in amongst, uh... Well, we... Okay. Two, like, three other action... Two other action scenes and one other entrapment sex scene. We uh, knew... But... We knew... We fucking knew that this season was going to be edgier when in episode, like, two or three, Lenore's beating down on Hector and Hector's all like, oh, no, the penis showing, and they were like, oh, it's going to be edgier. Did that happen? Gr- yeah. Lenore was all like, bad. You I can't remember seeing fight. his dick. Don't you dare fight. Well, I definitely do. <laughs> I always look out See for these it small into your brain pan. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Burn on Hector. <laughs> Oh damn no! <laughs> so um, yeah, yeah, there's like a very. Uh, I would describe it both um, both this sex scene and uh, and Hector's sex scene as surprisingly graphic. Or rather, very intense. I would say yeah. they're very intense sex scenes where you're just like, oh, they're getting what they want. I guess now no explicit pegging, but there were a lot of cutaways, so yeah. the option isn't off the table. <laughs> now I remember when we were talking about surely when we say pegging, it's not literal, mm. and then you were like, no, Nick. It's not right. It's not consensual. I went. Yes, it is. Pegging is consensual. This was the Nick, most. That was the other way round. Was you, it? Yeah. Oh no. You were the one who thought oh, it was no. consensual. Oh no. <laughs> you just you just massaged that memory in your oh, own God. brain, so you were right. <laughs> this is you telling me. I think we should do it this way, and me rebuking you, and you saying no, we need to do it this way, and me saying yes, we should in your head. But now it's me in my head <laughs> saying that I was right all along. <laughs> oh my God. Well, anyway, all I remember is that I was right. Um, <laughs> okay. But like, you know, when it's just like, oh yeah, pegging is happening, I guess. If it's of. a vampire that you're pegging, you call it staking. No, that's not what you call it at all. <laughs> yeah, because that has that has dangerous ambiguity exactly. and could lead to a horrible murder. That's definitely not the... Is that the safe word? It's like, steak. Oh God, what garlic. have we done wrong? Garlic is the safe garlic. word. So anyway, they have a long sex scene intercut with a bunch of other action scenes that are having that episode. Alucard's like crying with joy, I guess, yeah. maybe? 
when he's finally found a deep human connection yeah. again. And then they betray him. And they're all like, hey, we have this weird magic... Handcuffs? Like, I guess handcuffs, yeah. That oh, when... we found Dracula's secret bondage basement and we got <laughs> we got his bondage gear. That makes sense. So they, put a, they each, like, they, they give each other sinister looks and they each slip a manacle over his wrist and then it turns into, like, silver wires that encircle his entire body. And they're like, we got you now, Alucard. It's like silver or something because it burns into him slightly. Yeah, and he tries to do his, like, vampire shadow stepping, but he can't. He can't do it. He can't do it. He can't do it. He just can't. You can't shadow step. You can't shadow step through the magical bondage gear. It's not allowed. (laughs) (laughs) Then next episode happens. And they're like, you've been lying to us, Alucard, so we're going to murder you. How do we move the castle, old man? (laughs) How many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? And uh, Alucard's all like, I'm not holding anything back Guys, from you. it's me, Alucard. I'm cool. I, I'm actually friends with you. And I you're killed Dracula. I killed Cho. No offense. Go- no, he didn't kill. Oh, he did he, kill Cho. He, I mean, Cypher, he got, was the, Cho adjacent. Cypher got the killing blow. Yeah. But he was he was up in the mix. He assisted. Yeah. He was Cho murder I mean, Of course, adjacent. Cypher yeah. got the killing blow. She kills everyone oh and everything. God. Just all, all run that later. <laughs> so then... Alucard's like, look, I'm your friend. I'm doing good by you. No need to murder anyone. We don't have any friends. Everyone betrays and lies to us. So we're going to murder you now. Here we go. And they put their swords together and raise them up above him. Still all, still everyone's naked. Yeah. As you would be after having you, an yeah, explicit threesome. And you don't want to get dressed just to have to wash all the blood off your clothes afterwards. Exactly. If I was going to murder someone, I'd do it naked. Okay. Clip that. <laughs> You know what? I'm not even being ironic. If I was going to murder someone, I would do it naked. You know what? And why? they're all like, you're already... I'm not engaging. Oh, I'm not okay. engaging right. in your naked murder fantasies. <laughs> they're all like, you're already dead. And Alucard is like, I've watched that anime from the true sciences. Oh. Uh, uh, so he tries to warp out again, can't, and then he just kills them with his mind sword. So he elaborates, hey, I said Dracula, my dad, never enjoyed magical weapons and he didn't use them. But I do. I, I, I'm Alucard. I got no fucking qualms. And like at, in the same, it's like one big magic sword swipe as it just flies into the room. Uh, it likes to watch uh, and cuts both their throats, but it also cuts the shroud of the, uh, oh. the four poster bed, oh, which like the... slowly settles down on their faces as they're bleeding out. And it's all very symbolic. The master bedroom is now tainted forever with the memory of. Yeah. Alucard's like, well, I can't sleep in here anymore. <laughs> yeah. I gotta go sleep in the kitchen <laughs> with my go, puppets. Gotta go back to my, oh no, I killed my dad in my old room I'm, oh. I'm fast running out of bedrooms in oh, Dracula's no. castle that don't have some sort of psychological baggage oh shit so basically some of the last shots we get of him is crying on the floor in his childhood bedroom no, no this is his adulthood bedroom no, no no in the adulthood bedroom is the master bedroom where he murders yeah oh does he go back Shim- to his old room he goes back to his childhood why bedroom why did he bring the bloodstained sheets with him because when you feel dirty you, know you cover famous, yourself in blankets and you just you know crawl. that famous uh, famous Castlevania soundtrack song bloody sheets that's all i got this <laughs> i've tainted you with my mind essence now you're gonna make that joke forever right excellent um yeah so he's just crying on the floor surprisingly few good mashups of those two songs on youtube really yeah this surprises me i'd have thought there'd be thousands well, there's not. There's well, a few, fuck. and I didn't care for most of them. <laughs> so I think I found one good one eventually. So he's on the floor crying, yep. and then there's like a, a like one of those rising notes that's like, 
yeet kind of things. The tension. Cuts away to other things and that happen. Then it's the next morning and it's like the final shot of the season. And, and he's lo- the it, longest fucking pan down I've ever seen well, in any um, show. It's 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 a thematic and cinemat- cine- cinematographic sure. Wow. Uh, mirror of his scenes at the start of the season where he's mm. getting his breakfast or whatever mm. and he's walking with a hard face through the morning light and he's like, I probably could have put up uh, like some Shrek signs that say, Ogre, stay away. Mm. Uh, but this is more effective. Isn't that right, Dad? And then we see their staked bodies at the front of the castle. Sumi and Taka's staked bodies. Yes. Yeah. And, okay, Alucard season three plot wrap-up. What? It's weird to me. And uh, (laughs) thematically it kind of mirrors what Trevor and Cypher go through at the end of this last episode. Mm -hmm. But it's weird to me that they spend the whole season just teaching him to hate and be mistrustful of humans and not really do anything besides. Yeah, it's just like... I think the main issue with this entire season in every single plotline is that so much is going on that they either cut everything back to its barest essentials and then some, or just... Like, just kind of weak. To be honest, were I making this show? Okay, all and, right. And we know it's easier to look at an established thing and say how I would change it versus making something from scratch. But they did also do six rewrites with this first two seasons. I would probably have taken out all the Isaac stuff from this season and have him Ooh. just, like, you know, building his army off screen, as we saw at the end of last season, mm. and, you know, put more time and forward momentum into the remaining three plot lines. Yeah. Because really, it does feel... Or rather, I, th- I feel like Lindenfeld got... got it was Lindenfeld in, had an Lindenfeld actual was arc. In, Lindenfeld was in a good place. The other two could have used more time, I think. Yeah. But we'll get to that. Yeah. Basically, Alucard's just felt very rushed and the final betrayal didn't feel it didn't feel like we had seen these characters doing enough to have the impact of their betrayal yeah it's just a bit like if this was an 18 or 20 episode season i think they could have done a lot more Mm. but hey we're just fucking nerds with opinions And if I can, if I can suggest one more change, one more alternate version of this season, Sam, listen closely. As I mentioned to you earlier, like I got really disappointed when I realised Isaac wasn't going to meet Hector this season. Mm. Uh, I feel like perhaps they could have moved that up to this season, mm. moved their, their inevitable confrontation, and in, in in exchange of that, kept Tucker and Sumi around for another season. Yes, that would have been good. I would have much preferred if. Alucard and they could, they could go out and do some missions yeah. and then all the while still, when will you teach us magic, Alucard? Yeah, I would much prefer if Alucard in this season, if he was still doing that but had a bigger crew to teach. Oh, yeah. So he's like amassing his own bunch of people <laughs> and they're all like, we can use A him. place where warriors and vampire hunters can serve <laughs> only themselves. Oh, Jesus. Out of heaven. Oh, Christ. <laughs> but yeah, that, that would have been like, and then at the end of the season, it's like, oh, we're in a really um, good place. Just one more thing. Uh, hashtag Big Bosferatu. Big Bosferatu. <laughs> yeah. Good God. Yeah, but just like if at the end of the season, the big twist was that we knew they were going to betray Alucard. It was just a matter of when. Yeah. Right? And then next season, you'd be like, when the fuck is it going to happen? When, yeah. The so- What's going to happen? The sword of Damocles hanging over his head. Not unlike his own magic sword that was hanging over the heads of Taka and Sumi when mm. they thought that... They had him trapped in bondage gear. Yep. So all in all, (laughs) Alucard's thing, it's fine. I get what they're going for. Yes. Okay. Good job. Stake in it. Smash cut to Isaac. Are we going with Isaac next? Yep, get out of the way. We're going in ascending order of preference. But 
Yeah, okay, that's fair enough. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> so, Isaac. Isaac, Isaac's whole thing this season is just having conversations by campfires with philosophical people. He's walking and talking. That's the Castlevania yeah. way. So in the episode where everyone's having night conversations, he's just sitting by his campfire and he's like, where is the one who is a bug man that can talk? Ah, uh, it's me. I think I'm voiced by Liam O'Brien from Critical Role. It's me. The subtitles tell me that my name is Fly's Eyes. Oh my God. It's so... When I saw that, I was like, you're joking. You... Is this a real name from Castlevania? Or did they make it for the show? Let's check. Name is Fly's Eyes. <laughs> you know, I can just look it up on my phone. Yeah, I suppose I'm used to being the one who looks things up because of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. But you could. I'm the one that looks things up now. Look, it's Fly's Eyes. He's a talker. Hey, it's me. I'm Fly's Eyes here. And I've got some things to say because I'm the one who talks. <laughs> yep, that's rap. That's Demon Rap. <laughs> The demon rap with me, Fly's Eyes. That's not what he sounded like. My name's Fly's Eyes and I'm here to say, if you go against God, you'll be in hell forever. No, no non-anime based results Ooh. for Fly's Eyes, but there is Fly's Eyes identity theory. Spoiler. My theory is Fly's Eyes is John Italius, 1025 to 1080 AD, philosopher during the Byzantine Empire. Is that on Reddit? Yeah. Of course it's on <laughs> fucking Reddit. Okay, so this guy. Yes, Fly's so eyes is there. He's there like, and he's like, I use... So Isaac is at the campfire. Yeah, and he's like, how much do you remember of when you were a human, demon? And he's all like, not a whole lot, but let me tell you about what I remember. It's like when... It's like a dream. I, I think I was a philosopher. And I lived in a place called Athens. Anyway, all of the Christians hunted down the sinners and made it illegal to be a philosopher. Do you... do? Turns to camera. Do you like Christians, audience? <laughs> Well, I fucking don't. So, and he basically and says... And this is like, this is the like nadir of the show's angry atheism in a way that really soured me on it. Mm. Where Fly's Eyes is just monologuing for like five minutes, basically at the audience about like, the Christians will persecute anyone who is not a Christian. Well, the thing is, it's a good point on, yes, the Christians thought this was the crime, but actually the thing that made me a sinner was this. Yes, so which was... The, the Christians came on, they were like, you can't be a philosopher, it's against God, it's a crime. And he was all like, oh, so what, um, what, what do I do? It's like, well, you're going to be taken to court. And he rats out, he, he falsely rats out other people in exchange for his own freedom, but then they kill him anyway. Mm. So the thing that made him a sinner was not what the Christians put him in court for, but it was his actions in the court. Oh. Lying. Mm. That's the real That sin. condemned him to hell forever. Yeah. Yep. And as anyone who has ever, saw, who's ever said a lie, you, you're going to hell. <laughs> That's it. Uh, and then he's like, so thank you for bringing me back now that I enjoy sin. Gonna kill some humans with you. Isaac looks a little concerned as everything behind him goes all vertigo-y. Mm -hmm. And then that's the end of that episode. Yep. And then he rocks up in a village and he meets a witch. And she's all like, okay, I oh! liked this witch. I this also... witch was a good character. She's sitting in her rocking chair, smoking a pipe. And she's like, hello, forge master. I've got a side quest for you. You know who I am. Yeah, I can smell it on you. Well, I know who you are. Can you smell it on me? Now nah, you look like a witch. Well, you have a fine eye for witches, you son of a bitch. 
Tell me, have you ever heard of a movie called Ocean's Eleven? Because I've got a scheme in my mind. Okay. I'm just thinking of Witches and Ocean's Eleven would be a great mashup. But... I feel like they've done it. I feel like it's what? Catch Me. Not Catch Me If You Can. It's um Now You See Me. Oh, isn't that the one that's like really stupid? Like so, the twist is real dumb? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've probably talked about this before, but the thing with Now You See Me is it's stage magicians doing heists, mm-hmm. but then at the end it's revealed actually magic is real. What? Okay. That's dumb. Sure. (laughs) Okay. So, um, and they talk and she's like, it's another one like, oh, you could be a powerful wizard like the man up the road building his own army. He's sort of a dark mirror of your own ambitions where he is, he's enslaved all the local townspeople to build him a big city. Much like how you are killing people and putting demons in their bodies. Oh, this is actually way more metaphorical than I first thought. (laughs) At first I just thought it was like, oh, Reason for Isaac to be in action. Yeah, well, it's also a side quest that she gives him for for building up his own army. Like, you can go and kill all of his slaves and turn them into demons so that you can siege Styria next season. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking goddammit. So Isaac is all like, what would you have me do, old lady? I'll give you 15 experience points if you go kill that dick. Hmm. Well, I do like experience points. Also, he has a transmission mirror and I know you're super hard for those. And then immediately he's like, well, I am now very erect for it. Mm. So let me go off and do it. I liked the bit where he was like, you're not quite what you seem either. And then she stands up and she has like purple aura and wind, but then she gets tired and is like, all right, whatever. Uh, Yeah. I was just like- I'm old now. This felt like such a pointless character though. Like such a pointless character. I guess- I think she was more pointful than Fly's Eyes. Yes. (laughs) And also arguably the boat captain. Yes. Pretty much everything in Isaac's arc is pointless, but she at the very least is like, oh, there's a wizard over there with a divination mirror. It's like, oh, direction. Mm. Okay, sure. I'll take it. And then in the next episode, he goes to the city and there's like this big mind control lighthouse and all the people are laboring and they have like um, a crown crown of thorns made of magic, made of stand energy on their... uh, And it's got like a weird symbol on the front. They've all got like millennium items on their head. Yeah. And uh, they are all... Like Marek is controlling them. They're all zombified husks of their former selves. They're obviously, you know, undead thralls. And he's like, all right, so kill everyone, uh, but don't hurt the bodies so I can demon forge them. So he starts walking through, starts stabbing a few dudes, Mm -hmm. lightning comes up into the sky, (laughs) uh, and then eventually they start noticing that he's taking over everyone and they start fighting back. Yeah, and it's cool. I I thought it was genuinely pretty cool because these guys were mindless thralls of... uh, A wizard in his high tower. Yeah, that they were fighting with no regard for their own well-being Mm. and, like, to the extent that one, like... What did he do? Like, ripped off his own arm to throw a sword through another guy? like 50 meters away yeah yeah i think it's like his arm got cut and then he just threw it anyway yeah it's like oh yes however however the wizard up in his high tower is all like you fool isaac i have a more cunning plan that you'll never be able to defeat and he starts lifting up all the bodies they all it's like oh my god they can fly um and isaac is all like riding his horse up towards the tower he's all like hmm how many times i gotta teach you this lesson old man Uh, also the scars guy the scars goblin got killed the scars goblin yeah oh yeah the scars guy rest in peace um, uh let's let's flash back to some of our favorite moments of scars goblin you know maybe we should just take you and the oasis as well no nick we already flashed back to some of our favorite moments of scars guy when he died we're flashing back to some of our favorite moments of scars goblin now (sighs) yeah exactly (laughs) 
Um, so he's dead, yep. which is a great little cameo. Rest in peace. Uh, Isaac is still just like moving towards the tower and all the bodies just rise into the air and begin morphing into a giant death yeah, ball. Like a big cartoon swarm of bees. Now, I'm not going to lie. This was the scene that made me message you and go, you know, I'm not really a big fan of this show, but this fucking rules. I this liked... is incredible. So I liked this. I liked in this sequence how obviously uh, the, uh, the mind controlled army had the advantage of no self-preservation instincts mm. and numbers. Exactly. But whenever Isaac was um like it was doing like character action parries where he would block their attack and in the same motion devil forge them and it's like now Isaac's got a new guy. Yeah. In fact, when they start, when the boulder starts shooting projectiles of people at him, he does it like a Devil Forge parry character action move, which turns them into like a huge kaiju. And this is the most important detail in Isaac's entire arc. Yeah, and uh, then the kaiju, like it was a big demon, but I'm going to go with kaiju. Yeah. Um, yep. It wanders up and it does Majora's Mask for giants catching the moon and holds the... Uh, the big death ball at yeah. bay. Mm-hmm. You have to understand, the big death ball was like so disturbing when I first saw it. I was like, Jesus. It was pretty cooked. It was amazing. And then he's climbing up the big tower and and it's, it's, like, it's all very... I mean, it's Castlevania, but it's all very video gamey. Yeah, which is great. Like tendrils of dudes are coming in through the window and there are some guys with swords in there he still has to fight. And he's just like trying his best not to die and get pulled out the window. Where are all the other demons? Uh, they're all dead now, probably. <laughs> so he like sprints up to the top of this tower after fighting. There's a mini boss that he fucking slays in like one hit. He's like a, a basically just a bigger guy. Yeah. And he just literally cuts him and he pulls And out. then he opens the door and like uh, Meister Willem of the Bergenworth, Bergenworth Scholars is there. Ooh. Bloodborne. Ah, I don't get it. Okay. Cool. Um, big old man. And he's like, no one speak. Does anyone speak in this whole episode no. after the action scenes start? No. Literally there is no talking and it's great. Yeah, so they don't have to pay someone to voice this wizard. <laughs> and the wizards are like, <laughs> I'm a wizard, see? And uh, I Isaac, in his folly, is like, all right, old man, time to die. And then the wizard's like, well, I'll just mind control you then. And it it looks like it takes for a bit. And and the wizard is like, yes, now I will have a devil forge master. And silently. He says it with his face. Yeah, he says it with his eyes. Yeah. You know, those big, bulging, grotesque, fat, frail, bony eyes. Mm. So then Isaac is all like, no, no, no. I, for I have centered myself. I thought he, I, there was a moment where I thought he was going to like use his last reserves of will to like start whipping himself again. I thought that as well, but he never did. But no, he just sticks the dagger into the energy crown and smashes it. Which is a lot less cool, but I guess it's fine. Yeah. And then he stabs the wizard. The wizard's all like, the boulder outside starts to collapse. I assume those people all fall to their deaths. Oh yeah, absolutely. But then the next episode, Isaac is like, okay, kill all the rest of the humans. Uh, we're just going to leave the buildings intact. Maybe it'll be a monument. Maybe people will come here and occupy it. And he finds the mirror magic by kicking down a locked door in maybe the coolest what single action shot of the whole season. <laughs> of being like, hmm, a locked door. Walk away. Kick down the fucking door. Isaac kick. Good shit. And then he looks at the mirror. He looks at the witch in the mirror and she looks at the sky and is like, thumbs up, Isaac. You did good. Bidink. 15 XP is yours. Will I ever appear in this show again? Unclear. Probably not. <laughs> so that's uh, that's Isaac. And he walks outside and there's this doofy skeleton dragon and we all started applauding. <laughs> oh my God. He has like a big long neck. And he's just sitting by the stairs and Isaac's like, sup dude? Kill all the people. Kill all the people. And this city shall, maybe it will be inhabited one day, but probably not because I'm going to kill all humans. But perhaps it will be a monument to all their sins. Very and, hopeful. And that's a season three wrap on Isaac. I'm up, baby. So Isaac's entire season was... 
literally move from one place to another being like, why do I keep thinking people are okay? And, and then, then someone will have a nice conversation with him. And then someone else will be like, no demons in our city. And it's just like, okay. All right, when you think fine. about it, mm. the mind control wizard was the ultimate final boss version of no demons in our city. <laughs> Okay. No demons in my city. I'm too busy mind controlling all these people. I guess, yes. Because really, when you think about it, mm. Isaac, the head of the demon hordes, represents a sort of individualist figure versus the collectivist figure of oh. the cities he's approaching. It's it's the classic fight between society and the self. It's the classic fight between capitalism and, and communism. communism. Well, I know which one I stand for. Um, but Isaac is capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> Liam, help. Hey, Liam, help. You got it right. <laughs> so yeah, Isaac's entire arc is just slowly make yeah. his way to place. He gets to place, end of season. Keeps talking about how he's going to go to Styria, but doesn't. But he doesn't get to the yeah. place at all. So I don't know. What... I kind of hope that next season, uh, if there is a next season, there is a next race, season. Uh, just starts with like, oh, we're in Styria and we're preparing for... for our scheme and yep. then all of a sudden Isaac just distance mirrors his whole army there oh that'd be so good so just like literally the first thing that happens would just be and now and now Isaac suddenly Isaac yep that'd be good that'd yeah be tasty Styria so meanwhile in Styria okay so I my note down. for this episode is Lenore slow clap takes Hector for a walk yeah so um I wrote down very important things on this boots clothes Leash. Well, crucially, we talked about the boots last time. Yes. But he, where well, I thought he should have asked for clothes first. But Lenore is generous and he gets both. He gets both. And then she puts a leash on him and takes him for a walk. I, my next note is central heating. Yes. Yeah, so they so, discuss how yeah. vampire technology is actually quite civilized. Yes. Yeah. So not only, not Dracula is not the only person in Europe with central heating, as I had conjectured. Mm. The Styria girls have it too. Which makes you think most vampires have central heating? Yeah, probably. And they're staring out at Irithil of the Boreal Valley together. <laughs> Good Dark Souls 3 reference. Yep. And uh, they talk about how, like, Carmilla made me betray Dracula. Nuh-uh. You always wanted to betray Dracula. There's a lot of gaslighting happening yeah, yeah. in this season. <laughs> and then Striga and Carmilla are over, like, on the next pillar being like, what's that fucker doing out of his cell? And Striga's doing all the lip reading, like, hey, they're saying mean things about you, Camilla. So... <laughs> Question, where do we get the dead bodies from? Oh, fuck off. We'll figure that out when we get there. Yeah, so the logistical dichotomy, the solution to which incurs entirely off screen, is if they want to pen in all the humans, where will they get all the bodies they need for all the devil forging to maintain their region from? Mm. And the solution Morana comes up with off screen is to just buy out the mercenaries that neighbouring countries are using to protect themselves from the evil vampire women of Styria. Mm. Which makes perfect sense. I guess. I guess. And then uh, when they return from their walk, uh, Lenore puts uh, Hector in like the first class cell where yeah. a, there's a desk and a bed, like not a bed, but like some scraps of hay to sleep on. Yeah. And she's like, oh, by the way, I put a book there for you if we'd like to read it. And Hector's all like, I would. My next note is playing him like a goddamn fiddle. Yeah. So I think both of us were like, what's her fucking game? I mean, we know what her fucking game is, right? Well, yeah, but also at the same time, it's like, what's your fucking game? Yeah, yeah. You don't just give people things, Lenore. Yeah, you, Lenore. You diplome them. You compromise. Didn't you say that to us? Yeah. Like a goddamn fiddle. 
So then it's daytime. I, I like the scene where all this, they're all up and they're all up in the daytime. It's like, why are we up in the daytime? Yeah. It's fucking midday. Because Striga is, uh, she's staying up early, uh, <laughs> <laughs> working on her warm up. And Morana's like, come to bed. And then Camilla bursts in like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> so what I like about this is that Morana's in like a gown and yeah. she's like, please come to bed. And Camilla comes in in a gown with like a dressing gown on top in the most regal fucking bullshit yeah. fashion I was like this is good character oh, design now we know who's in charge it's just so dumb <laughs> it's so dumb that literally nothing happens in this scene but it's like well since we're all up we may as well have a drink yeah and chin chin girls and that's it that's all that happens mm-hmm they're just like, yeah, so we're just going to, you know, buy mercenaries. It's like, okay, that's it. Yep. That's then after about. sundown, uh, Hector has been up reading his book and he's like, Lenore, you have a scent like jasmine and wine. And Lenore's all like, wow, it's thanks. working. Wow, thanks, Hector. Lays down like blanket on ground nearby. Oh yeah, that's this episode now, isn't it? But first yes. he's like, we all wear these special rings. They're loyalty rings. Yeah. They symbolize our loyalty to one another. The black symbolizes night and the red symbolizes blood. Red, the blood of angry men. Black, the souls of the undead. Uh, it's all very lame is. <laughs> That's not at all lame is. I mean, red and black is the song in that. Red, the blood of angry men. Black, the uh, dark of ages past. Oh. Red, the color of desire. Black, the color of despair. Oh, I... Oh, it's all very that song. It's all very that one particular song from Les Mis. I was doing the sound of music. Ha! <laughs> huh. Do, a deer, Oh, of a course, female. famously in Sound of Music when they sing red and black, the song about the colors <laughs> on the flags of the encroaching Nazis. <laughs> Red, a colour that's been used by the blasted Nazi scourge. scourge. We got that. Yep, there you okay. go. Fucking Nazis, what a bunch of dicks. Um, so Hector's just like talking about like, wow, this vampire book is fascinating. Oh, such culture. I really find that the culture of the vampires is purer and more sophisticated than the mere Wallachians. And Lenore's all like, that's funny because you weren't like that like two days ago. And now you're saying that we have yeah. culture. Yeah. See, we're civilized. It's diplomacy. It's compromise. Anyway, sit over here and have sex with me. Uh, fuck me deeply. Like one of your beasts? Oh, oh no, this has gone horribly yeah, not awry. That. So she's all like, hey Hector, pledge your loyalty to me and uh, have sex with me. <laughs> He's right like, now. all right. Uh, and Hector's <laughs> all like, I want you. It's like, you want me, but will you pledge your loyalty to me? It's like, I do want to be with you. It's like, and no, 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 but say, so, yeah, say it. Say it out loud while I put this ring on your finger. <laughs> and he's all like, I pledge my loyalty to you. Whoop, oh, there it is, there and it is, like binding. Getting, and this is like being intercut with the thing that's happening to Alucard at the same time. And yep. like dark magic is constricting his body. Yep. Uh, so Lenore is all like, oh, and she's wearing like stockings that Hector's taking off. It's all very explicit. And Hector is inside her as we learn yeah. next step. We also see him go down on her for a while, which I would not have yeah. expected. Yeah, that's true. Like I said, surprisingly explicit like sex scenes. Yeah. Uh, and she's all like, do you pledge your loyalty to him? It's like, I do. No, say it out loud. Say you pledge your loyalty to me. I do. No, no, no. no. Say those say, words. Say this. And also sentence. sign this. Yeah. Now look, look, take this quill. Take, oh God. Yeah, like that. Take this quill, right? Yeah. Uh, and then she pops the ring on and he goes, I pledge my loyal I will pledge my loyalty to you. And then dark magic everywhere. And Hector suddenly is like, wait. You wait, tricked me. Wait, this is the bad sex. Again. Oh no. This is just like what happened in season two, but with less beatings at the end. Yes, but a different kind of beating, I guess. So basically over the course of two seasons, they bad cop, good cop him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they did, didn't they? <laughs> 
This, it was sort of like last time was a much more full frontal physical abuse. This time it's gaslighting and manipulation. Well, there was gaslighting and manipulation last time too. I guess, yeah. Also, yeah. So then uh, in the next episode after he gets the ring put on him. Uh, They're all talking about how smart they are in the boardroom. And then Lenore wanders in like, oh, actually I'm the smartest because I enslaved Hector. And they're all like... How'd you do that? It's like, well, it turns out this was made by a vampire blacksmith. Like his arm holding up the rings. Yes, which is not real, but I'm pretending it's real for the sake of... Oh no, argument. Nick has one of these rings. I enslaved him and made him do this podcast with oh, you me. Know, I'm just going to hold my phone now. This <laughs> ring! Uh, so she basically explains that this ring was made by a vampire blacksmith. Lovely fellow. Odd twitch. Made his own feet. Mm. Strange man. Yeah. But he made this ring which binds the two people together. So Hector's loyalty. Because, okay. She walks us through it in like, I would just say excruciating detail. Yeah. So Hector is mentally bound by his oath, mentally magically bound by his oath to Lenore to be loyal to him. And because his monsters are loyal to Hector, they are therefore also loyal to Lenore. Ah. And she also had rings made up for the rest of the Styria girls. I believe that's the law of transitivity in magic. Mathematics. Okay. I can't remember though because it's been like eight fucking years since I did it. Yeah, it's the transitive property. Like if yes. uh, Hector can beat Lenore in an arm wrestle and Lenore can beat everyone else, he can beat all of them in arm wrestles. Yes. Uh, so then <laughs> she goes, oh, by the way, I also made all these rings for everyone else yeah. here. And Carmilla's all like, fuck yeah. Love me some night creatures that are loyal to me. Now, if I were... One of now may, maybe I don't understand the bonds of vampire sisterhood. You're a little bit naive. Let me fill you in. Go but on. if I just heard a story about like, oh yeah, I tricked this guy into putting on a ring, and now he's my slave. Mm -hmm. Here's one for you. Yeah, I might be a little sus about putting that ring on. Well, they have to say the oath to her, right? I guess so. Yeah, but did she ever explain that bit? Yeah. Okay. Oh, wait, no. So maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, but he's like, yeah, and we're going to give him a nice house and treat him well and he can have the run of the castle. And occasionally he can come into our special room, which not even the guards are allowed in. And as I said, it was very sort of 90s Saturday morning cartoon. As they said oh that, the guards like nervously bowed and hurried out. You know, they're all talking. They're all like, what? We can't give him a room and can't... Uh, Lenore's all like, yes, we can. We have to. He deserves it. Yeah, I'm and, the good cop. And Hector's all like... Well, actually, what I'd like, and Lenore goes, ah, da, 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 da. the adults are talking. The real people Sorry, are talking. The real people are talking. You shut your fucking mouth. Shut your fucking mouth, Hector. Go to your marvelously appointed cottage we're having prepared for you. Now, fuck off. And they have an aside, and he's like, you ruined my life. And she's like, no, nah, I made you my pet. That's what you always wanted, yeah. right? To be someone's pet. And Hector's like, ah, oh, fuck. So, okay. We haven't actually moved a single step from where we started in the <laughs> season. Except now. Except now they can get their army. <laughs> And that's it. Yeah. So here's my beef. It's just the same plot as last season. And we knew it would be at the start, but we thought it would go... In a very different way. We thought way. it would go further. Yeah. But it didn't. Yeah. Yep. And Hector Hector had just been through it. He knew it was happening. And he let it happen again. Yeah. Hector. God what's damn wrong it, with you? Like, I understand that he would fall for her, but at the same time, it was obvious what she was trying because she kept telling you what she was trying to do. Pledge your loyalty to me. Pledge it. Come on, pledge it. Explicitly state these words. Would you not think... Hang Didn't on this all only happen over like three days too? Oh, shit, maybe, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It felt like if it's happening cont contemporaneously to the Lindenfeld stuff, then it feels like it only took about three days to turn it. Like maybe under a week. Yeah. Hector, get your life together, man. Dude has not had sex in a long time, <laughs> okay? I can, I can understand. So, yeah. Styria liked the premise. 
felt like it didn't go far enough. Yeah, I thought that the problem was that a lot of this stuff felt like, oh, we need this to go bad now. And then they really rushed the ending, mm. you know? Whereas the previous seasons, they really had the slow burn going. Yeah. And I didn't like that either. But, but you I, could see what they were doing. I least. could see what they were doing in this one. And I would have preferred if they didn't try to have everyone climax at the same fucking time. Literally, in the case of two of them. Hell! Well, I don't know if Alucard finished. Or Hector finished. Well, he did start crying. He did start crying. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> <laughs> wow! God damn! That is... <laughs> I need I need a fan. That is that is some hot. Some that's spicy. a spicy taste. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, okay, I was worried this was going to be a bad episode because of how much we were covering, but I feel like we got it. <laughs> I just I love that almost every episode. Sometimes we'll be like, now Nick, we need to make sure we don't say anything like bad. Okay, don't don't do any like bad jokes. Okay, easy on the cuck jokes. All right, don't make any like weird jokes or any shit like that. And then this happens. I'm like, damn, Liam, tactical fucking strike it. Take that, Hector. You cuck. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh, okay. Lindenfeld, or The Good Plot. <laughs> the, the one that actually went somewhere. Yeah. So, when we last left off, they'd all agreed to team up and take down the Briary. So, okay, so, okay, there's, okay, there's one episode, right? One episode is literally everyone just talking. Yeah. Except for Alucard? Hector and Lenore, except for Hector and Lenore. I think but their whole thing is they just... Oh, they yeah. weren't in the episode. I don't think they were in the yeah, episode, yeah. no. I can't remember, but I don't think they were. But this episode is just Trevor and Cypher. They're, they're in bed they're and in they're bed. like, man, Saint Germain. He's a weird guy. He's not around, so we're talking about him. They're just like, he's a weird dude. We should do something for him. Yeah, he's like a sad, lonely loser. Like you, Trevor. And Trevor's all like, yeah. And then we see outside, a man just like walks up to their house and carves the... <gasps> the symbol. symbol. And then we see Saint Germain and he's sleeping. For a minute, I thought they were. So I think he was. The camera did like a weird rotate thing, right? Where it's. Because it transitioned from him being laying down asleep to. Standing up. In his dream. Mm. But I thought they were. I thought they were throwing us a huge curveball. And also a big curveball about the way vampires worked in this. And I thought they were transitioning from him laying down asleep to him sleeping upside down like a bat. Um, not quite. No, but um, he's having his bad dreams about the time he lost his dear beloved in the infinite corridor. Mm. And uh, it's a it's it's the big 2001 A Space Odyssey sequence we were hoping for. Surprisingly it's, early. It's a fucking trip. Yes, so he... He's calling out and his voice is all weird and echoey and he's... he's oh, a- I, I also wrote down from the subtitles, sustained high-pitched tone. You're all welcome. Thank you. <laughs> so Nick, where does he go first in his dream infinite corridor? He goes somewhere where he looks around and it's sort of like a dark... Like, like a savannah? Yeah. And then he looks around and he hears like a giraffe or, or, or an elephant or something. And then there's a bipedal... <laughs> mech. <laughs> it's a Metal Gear. It's a fucking... Metal Gear Ray just Metal Gear Sahalanthropus and it just Actually, it's not Sahalanthropus because that was known for being upright and this is sort of an animalistic oh. bipedalism yeah it's Ray yeah so it's it, Ray it walks Rex it's Rex no it's Ray no it's Rex no because Ray is the same as Rex but with like slender but Ray, oh, Ray oh, is Rex. not technically a true Metal Gear because it's not nuclear oh, capable oh you're fucking right eh? <laughs> yeah alright but for the purposes of this discussion mate it's a Metal Gear it's a fucking Metal Gear it's a bipedal and it's mech. just stomping through and Savannah walks over him and then we go back into the infinite corridor yep. and Saint Germain's all like what huh. the 
fuck? Okay. Uh, then there's a big Aztec pyramid and like a bunch of protagonist looking people that we can't make any details of. I thought it was like a Captain Planet reference, but much darker. Like but they're running across a long bridge towards a, an Aztec temple yeah. well, I, you know with what? an old ancient god coming out of I'm it. I'm going to look up this episode mark? to see if... Because I feel like, you know, Cap- Castlevania and, and Metal Gear both being a... Konami thing. That was a Metal Gear reference. Mm-hmm. I'm going to see... I'm going to look up this episode and see if they can shed any light on the Aztec thing. Well, it wasn't Silent Hill. Or was it? <laughs> Silent Hill Aztec. Sometimes when you feel real bad, you just got to go to Silent Hill. The Aztecs knew that. You can see it in their structures. Um, episode season 306, The Good Dream. Yep. I dream the dream was pretty good. Okay. That's a beautiful song from a beautiful musical. Is it? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> What's it from? From Les Mis. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Was it a good dream? It's not a literal dream. Oh. She's singing about how, like, when she was younger and she thought she was in love, for a moment it seemed like life was going to be good and kind to her, but then it wasn't. Oh. Because she's outside in the rain with unrequited love and shit. And she dies in about five minutes' time. Really? Yep. Wow. I did not remember a lot of things from that musical. Just going to check the Castlevania wiki. Ooh. That'll be the spot. The good Dracula. Oh, is that coming soon to CBS? (laughs) Guys, guys, look, it's my new friend. I am Vlad Dracula Tepesh. (gasps) No, but don't don't worry. I am the good Dracula. (laughs) Susie, that's Dracula. What? What would that be? That's very much. No, (laughs) follow me. You just put your phone away for a second. Went, hang on a minute. Fold both arms and just went, hang on. What would this be? What would this be? Let's just. So what on. am I thinking of? I'm thinking. Oh, I'm thinking of uh, Devil May Cry 5 where. Uh, where V turns out to where, be Where um, Nero uh, stabbed himself with a magical sword. So not is it no Virgil stabbed himself so high with a magical sword that he rejected his humanity and like the byproduct was all of his goodness. Yes. Well, who still wasn't that good, but his, I mean his humanity. Anyway, yes. the good Dracula. This is harkening back to my ages old uh, dumb fan idea of what if when Dio put on the stone mask, it created. It, like the byproduct of the human Dio seeped out and became his own guy. Ooh. So it would literally be JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, but with the good part of Dio. Which, let's be honest, not a whole lot of. Yeah. Pretty flat character. <laughs> you take that back. <laughs> I'm not pulling up anything. Damn it. Okay. okay. So uh, it's not a reference to anything, but it's some Aztec temple with some dudes with superpowers, maybe? Not superpowers. They just look very protagonisty. Yeah. They've got like, like glowing, like Tron-esque um, what do you call them? Lines following them and stuff. You know what I mean? I don't. Smoke trails them. Anyway, smoke. Uh, my expectation is that you know, given another season or two, this show's gonna become a time travel show. Mm. We'll get, we'll get that. We'll get Soma Cruz. We'll get uh, uh, Metal Gear. We'll get Simon's Quest. Sick. I don't think we'll get Metal Gear. I think that was just a thing. Oh. Uh, then there's like a big um, shattered, moon. shattered moon and spaceship croissant. Which is, it's a weird looking UFO and St. Germain's all like, <laughs> and then yep. you get sucked back into the back Then we're at Uluru, which was which, unexpected. Which was fucking rad. Now there was a, there was an Aboriginal Australian man there. Mm. Uh, don't know if this was a racist depiction or not. I don't think it was. I don't, like obviously Australia, the continent has hundreds of diverse nations. I don't mm. know if the bone nose thing is much of a thing here. Uh, actually, yeah, I don't know. That's a good point. I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, I don't know much about anything anymore. Well, of course not, because 
you know, uh, all of our education on this matter is through a distinctly mm. colonial lens and Australia is recognised as like one of the only modern day nations to have successfully committed a genocide. Mm. So a lot of that information has been lost both from us and the remaining uh, Indigenous Australians. Mm. And we had to apologise to a stolen generation and then never actually really did anything yeah. past that. Mm-hmm. So... Groovy! Go Australia! Mm-hmm. Fucking mate! Fucking Bendigo! Yep. But cool to see Uluru in a storm. Yeah, it's kind of neat to see, um, like... You know how you often see, like, Native American Indians or, uh, like, you know, ancient I cavemen? Think, I don't think that's quite right. You know how you see, like, Inuits or... Uh, <laughs> First Nations is the generally go-to term these days, I think. Yeah, right. You see, you know, like, First Nations or, like, you know, in the African savannah you see, like, tribes. Generic tribesmen. Yeah, generic tribesmen. But it's cool to see, like, specifically Uluru, yeah. Aboriginal dude doing, like, a warding ceremony kind of thing. Yeah. Neat. Just hanging out in the storm, doing yeah. whatever it is he does. Yeah. And then, um, then we're back in the infinite corridor. Yeah. And then there's like an upside down woman in some non, well, I assume woman, but it's a silhouette. Yep. Uh, in some non Euclidean geometry, it's all very control. This, this. Yep. You yep. Know. It's very Inception, Control, Interstellar. Oh, not to ruin Interstellar, but bad movie. Uh, Interstellar. <laughs> I enjoyed it, but I know, I know what you mean. Ugh. Uh, it's powered by love. And then in the dream flashback, as the portal is closing, she throws him the lithomancy stone mm. and he catches it and he wakes up. And then he writes in his triangular dream journal. And he's all like... Did you see that book? Oh, I did. I was just like, how would you write that? Why then- would you have that book, Saint Germain? Because it's easy to write in. Because the further down you go, the more your natural tendency to go inwards is. Yeah, but so much lost page space. <laughs> Well, it doesn't matter because now you tessellate, right? You're making the book. You can't use any long words on the second half of the page. It's not allowed. (laughs) Oh, dear. Uh, The next morning, Judge is walking through town and a boy is running and he's like, Ooh, boy, don't run. I've told you not to run before. But I'll tell you what. You wanted to run because you wanted the freshest apples, didn't you? And the boy's all like, Yes, yes, I did, sir. Does he speak or does he just nod? He just nods. Too expensive to pay child actors. This is also a podcast, so I feel like if I just nod, it won't get across. Well, let me tell you. I know where my secret special apple tree is. (gasps) Where is it, sir? Well, don't tell anyone. But if you go out past the the tree you're not allowed past and you fo- go down the secret route, yes, then you'll find my secret special tree. <gasps> the secret special tree? Don't tell anyone and go there. Very well, sir. I'll go there. <laughs> and right we're there. sitting at home like, oh, he's going to kill that kid. Yeah. I think both of us were like, what the fuck? I mean, and then like cool, it's only no. a very brief moment but next time we do see him this episode yeah. he is like coming back into his house like feverishly scrubbing his hands and breathing heavily sweating profusely like, out damn spot oh, there's too much there's too much of it um, and so we never see that kid again yep yep uh, and then Trevor and Cypher oh. are in the judges brief bit of bants about between Saint Germain and Judge about the existence of toilet paper we all uh. have a good laugh no one knows what it is but Priya Sala is like I hear in the Far East, they used paper to clean their asses. No, no, no. Priscilla definitely called the Orient to make him out to be a worse character. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the judge is like, what the fuck is toilet paper? Mm. Jesus Christ. Saint Germain's back in the uh, in the Priory, finds a big book made of flesh. He's like, this is normal. Oh, look, recently missing pages. You can tell because they have the tear marks haven't yellowed yet. And Priscilla gets shown this and Saint Germain's like, look, Torn pages, recent. And he's all like, it's probably nothing. Well, I guess that's all all well and good. I'm going to my business now, Jermaine. So fuck off. And Jermaine's all like, fuck off. Fuck off. Why do people keep saying that to me? I'll fuck everyone 
off is what I'll fucking do. Yeah. Meanwhile, Trevor and Cypher see some of the monks carving the symbols and they beat them up. Uh, oh, Trevor specifically beats them up. Yeah, Cypher's all like, are you sure you want to do this? And so, Trevor's all like, don't worry, this is my yeah. job. yeah, Trevor Belmont, throat puncher. <laughs> he does. <laughs> I'm just thinking, can I... Can I go into a job where my workplace title is something cool? Where it's like, <laughs> no, senior manager, throat puncher, <laughs> you know? So he's fighting these guys. He's doing a lot of throat punches. Uh, immediately, like, temporarily incapacitates one of the guys with that. I think this is where the animation budget went. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and also, there's this fight scene goes on way too long. I've got barrel kick. Not sure what that was. I think he kicks a barrel yeah. into someone. He takes off his cloak, reveals his sigil. Oh. Uh, and then the guy pulls out a dagger and he's all like, ah, uh, yes, I always recognise a professional killer. It's just a grip like, that gives it away. Just like that one priest back in uh, Gresham. Mm. Uh, and then he, he does some good cloak control where he wraps a guy up. And then throws him over like a coffin. And kills then... one, knocks the other one out, stuffs the dead one in a barrel, breaks off his leg whoa, in the whoa, process. Whoa. He doesn't kill him, he just breaks his leg. He kills him. Oh, I he... They're like, we only need one. Yeah, but he doesn't kill him. He definitely kills him, Nick. He stuffs his dead body in a barrel and in the process of doing that, the leg comes off. No, it breaks his it leg. comes off, Nick. No, I thought Because he like, separately yeah. puts it in. No, I thought what happens is he shoves the body in and then he needs to get the leg in more. So he starts bending it and then it cracks. And he's like, ooh. Oh, okay. Nick, that man is mm. dead. Well, I mean, he fucking will be in like an episode. <laughs> no, he's dead. They killed him. We only need one. And the other one could go and warn them. Mm. He's dead. Okay. And they go, the one they capture is the same one who was rude to them the other day. Yeah, the big one with the yeah. scar on his face. Dudes with scars on their face that are bad guys. You know, we got yeah. we got troll man at Oasis. <laughs> sure. You know, the guy at Oasis that yeah, Isaac, I know who you mean. Yeah. And then we have this guy who also has a scar on his face. That's two. Then we have Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> what a bad man. Oh, what a bad man. We've got the visitor. <laughs> so, um, so, happening contemporaneously to that, uh, Saint Germain is like, this is my chance to sneak below. So he does. Yep, and he goes down into the basement. There's a lot of like bioluminescent mushrooms and, and uh, sigils. And, and then there's the big crucified visitor. And it's, you know, basically what I was hoping to get out of this season in this one shot. Yeah. You know? uh, the visitor is crucified in the basement on the foundations of the, well not foundations but like the, the pillars holding up the basement yeah, roof the pillars holding up the roof and stuff it's just like they're fl not flaccid um we think docile. yeah we think it's unresponsive but then like the, the cliffhanger at the end of that episode is like the eyes flicking to attention Saint Germain's all like oh fuck oh, there's a it's blood. all very that bit in Evangelion where they find the big crucified Adam or mm. Lilith or whoever it is mm. uh the the floor has the alchemical symbol on it that all the prior the hell, dudes the hell yep. sulfur one uh it's blood it's just blood yep there's a lot of blood here everything's in disarray some saint germain's all like oh fuck and just runs out mm. uh and <laughs> as he's running out he bumps into sala and the monks and he's like they're like oh saint germain were you sneaking around and he's like no no i was going to go take a piss i have to go anywhere else now also this place is full of satanic poison and you should all leave and price are all like what? Is it just? Whoa. Uh, tell, tell me more. It's like, nope, no can do Gotta it. Gotta go. Bye. Because I need to fucking leave. Mm -hmm. 
then they're in the interrogation and they're telling the judge about what they figured out with the alchemical symbols. The mean priest is all like, I ain't telling you shit. And then he does. And then he does anyway. Yeah. And then Sergeant Mains comes in and he's like, hey, I'm in the interrogation now too. Uh, There's bad juju happening bad in the basement. Stuff, and live like, night creature. We, we They've know. got this alchemical plan. And yep. They're ignoring the best alchemical plan parts of the book. <laughs> if they have two people who have death and rebirth, they can be fused into the rebus. Okay. They can form a force dyad, the power of which will give me my eternal youth back until I get killed by Jermaine. my own Jermaine. powers. Jermaine, listen, Jermaine. You're losing the plot. Saint Germain. Saint Germain, listen. No. Stay focused. <laughs> Save the town. Okay. Judge is going to summon all his men at arms, and at sundown, they're all going to go and attack. Ah. Oh. Okay, so the judge is all like, we're going to wait till everyone's home so there's no bloodshed, no massacres. And Saint Germain's like, why do I have to come and fight the demon too? Well, Saint Germain, that's your only chance to get into the infinite corridor. What? You're being nice to me? I'm not used to having friends. <laughs> Which, I mean, is unsurprising, but also me and you were like, no friends in the back of our minds because we weren't in the same room at all. But (laughs) (laughs) Don't put thoughts in my brain, Nick. Don't incept me. Liam, was it what you were thinking, though? (laughs) No. Are you sure? I understand why no one likes Uh, Okay. (laughs) So then at the same moment that uh, they're like, well, get my men at arms gradually and subtly for sundown, Sala is in the, the crypt with the other monks talking to the visitor like, we restrained you as you wished. And the ritual that your that you want us to do to bring back Dracula, that the Forge Master who created you, Isaac, would have wanted you to do. <gasps> That's uh, the connection, Isaac. That's literally the only connection he has to anything <laughs> in this fucking show anymore. We will do it at sundown. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. That's, that's Unfortunate bad Unfortunate timing. Yeah. So, next episode. They're all marching up and they're... It's oh, all, yeah. I almost did that myself. <laughs> Big angry mob. Uh, they're all like, all right, Priasala, get your fat fucking face out here. Priasala, I'm calling you out. Listen here, you fucking dick. I want you coming out there right now or I'm going to beat down this church till it falls over. He's not responding. Pretty much, pretty much. Uh, there's no response from inside. Meanwhile, down below, they're pouring a lot of blood into <laughs> Like a lot chambers, of blood. And they're carving a pentagram on the visitor's chest. There's a lot of blood happening here. Mm-hmm. Uh, they start chanting and then the worst possible timeline occurs. Just the town starts exploding. Every house that has an alchemical sign on it, mm-hmm. the alchemical sign sort of starts flaring up a bit. All the people in their homes are like, say your prayers, say say your amen before you eat your burger. Um, burger. <laughs> and they, well, it's not sushi, is it? It's bread and soup, according to my notes. I saw a burger. <laughs> Uh, so they're about to have their lovely roast and they're like... <laughs> the roast beast. Say your, your fucking... What what do they say before they eat? What's the thing that they say? Prayers? Not, yeah, but it's pre- but it's like, it's a thing. It's, oh, saying grace, that's it. Okay. They say their graces and they're all like... I can tell I wasn't raised in a religious household. Yeah. I only remember because I lived in America for six months ah. and I had to awkwardly sit there as none of our family said grace while the other one did. And we oh, were like, interesting. And it was very like, do we say grace? And they were like, no, you don't have to. Don't worry. We'll be fine. <laughs> and only now am I realizing the full weight of those words. Uh, so uh, fucking we, we... They all explode and the fire yeah. forms huge pillars that fly into the sky oh. and then... I thought they were forming like a sky sigil, mm. but they are just like converging. Twi- they're just doing a three-point turn. Yeah, they're and converging into the church. Going down through the hole in the roof and then down, like following the paths of blood. Mm. Deep into the priory. Yeah, and then flying into 
the, the visitor. visitor via that pentagram they carved on him. Um, Cipher, Trevor, and the judge are all like, "Oh, that's not fuck. good. We fucked up. Yeah, we waited until sundown when everyone was home. Yeah, that's bad. Mm-hmm. That's real bad. We made a tactical error here. Whoopsie, fucking Daisy. Um, the quick, get in there and kill them all now." So the men start running out and then all of the Priory dudes run out of the Priory. There's a... For no reason. There's a fine battle. It's the the men at arms and Cypher and Trevor. Yep, are fighting against Priory dudes. Saint Germain's freaking out and then uh, Cypher gives him armour of frost, which is like, (laughs) you know, like just a bunch of discs of ice around him that make him harder to hit. It's rad. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they just start murdering dudes. Trevor's all like, for fuck's sake. Yep. Cypher's also like, for fuck's sake. Down below, uh, the visitor shoots a beam of energy out of its mouth at like a rift in the universe that starts to open and eyes are peeking out. And then heaps of like... Demons? Demon. Okay, so all of the demons that come from hell have like uh, angelic motifs. Mm. Or, so my read is that these are either fallen angels or they are like the... Because obviously this show hates religion. Yeah. Uh, and like, rightly like so, so much. by my words. Uh, or they are like the forces of God who are meant to punish all sinners in hell forever. Mm. And now they're up here. Because they come out and they start killing the Priory people too. Yeah, which, I mean, to be fair, they done a lot of sin. Yeah. <laughs> they did a lot of sin. But yeah, so like to, a swarm of like little pixies come out. Mm-hmm. But then like uh, a big, what can only be described as like a monstrous angel. Big dude. Yeah. Big fucking dude. <laughs> Lion head, bow and arrow. Fucking arrows made a bone coming out of his arm. And then our cliffhanger for this episode is the por- the, the portal mm-hmm. uh, pans through like CGI Mordor hell. Uh-huh. And there's like rivers of lava and like trees that clearly used to be people and have grown into painful and contorted shapes. There's the sexy sinful area where everyone's having sex all the time. I missed that. Was that there? That was there. That was on like a hill where there were like naked statues and stuff. Okay. Uh, and there were people just having sex and be like, oh, this is painful. And there's like a frozen sea with a stormy sky and there's the kids the are in, sticks and there's this ruined building and just there's just Dracula and Lisa are in there hugging each other and looking sad and Dracula looks into the camera is all like bitches back bitches drac <laughs> Elton John is like in the corner on his piano dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, so then next episode we start with uh, in Lindenfeld, they're all like, oh shit. Um, well, there's the visitor and a whole bunch of demons down here. Yeah. Trevor and Cypher are downstairs with Jermaine and they're all like, is this a portal? Oh, we skipped over. They fight the angel things. Uh, oh, yes. Cypher has another sky battle. Uh, yeah, another Iron Man battle. Trevor, like, Trevor turns all of the little pixies into, like, a field of grenades by hitting them with the whip. Which is dope. Uh, Cypher wins her sky battle by flying, flinging up her uh, protection discs of ice on Saint Germain. Uh, like slice, slice, slice. Yep. And Trevor just clubs an angel to get death with the hard part of his whip. Mm, pretty dope. It was a good fight scene. Yeah, pretty good. The entire budget went into the second to last episode yeah. fight. So to clarify, that like, second to last episode, that is Isaac climbing the lighthouse. <laughs> having uh, the bass of death ball battle. Yep. Uh, these guys having their outside the Priory battle. And then Alucard and Hector both getting trap fucked. Yeah. So literally everything that could have been well animated in that ep. It's, it's just in that ep. It's yeah. just in that ep. <laughs> and it's constantly intercutting between the four of them. Mm. So then... Um, they're down below. They're down below. Jermaine's all like, that is quite literally a portal to hell. I'll try to close it, but that's not going to be easy. And then a bunch of monster manuals come out of it. Monster manuals? Yeah. There's like a Mind Flayer Cthulhu guy. There's like uh, a... Well, actually, it's a monster handbook. 
Okay. So then uh, Cypher and Trevor are in the middle of the room while Jermaine is sort of like desperately yeah. by the portal trying oh, to close it. Oh, the visitor has become huge and buff because it's swollen with souls of the recently murdered. Mm. And uh, Trevor's all like, Cypher, you got my back. She's all like, always. Right, they're literally back to back. So mm. what do we got? We got a couple more like generic angel creatures. Yep. Uh, We've got big lion head guy. Who's got four legs and a bow which he shoots his own bones out of his palm which is the most metal fucking thing <laughs> uh we've also got like a few other ones that basically immediately die like cthulhu yeah. head oh he sticks around for a little while but doesn't do much yeah he really doesn't a couple do of much. generic demony looking guys yeah we got some nice designs is what we're getting yeah, yeah. we've got a guy who's literally like sewn together but the stitches aren't closing and then inside is just fire yeah and he's all like head looks like a And I'm pretty like sure Cypher shot. sets him on fire. And then explodes him. Yeah. And it's like, God damn, Cypher, OP. So what, let's see, what are my notes of this fight scene? Back to back, ice skating. Oh yeah, Cypher ice skates uh, with flame jets for propulsion, goes yeah. like under a guy, then takes the, the ice and does like a Krillin from Dragon Ball Z destructo disc yep. and flings it through like six guys. Yep. Uh, St. Germain's trying to close the portal. Trevor's just whipping dudes. Literally, Trevor starts whipping and he don't stop whipping. He spends most of this thing whipping the visitor because it's got all these extra lives in it yeah so the visitor whenever he gets wounded the wounds just shut yeah because all of these like faces are on him now yeah from all those souls in him it's like a boss where you have to hit all the glowing weak points mm. but unfortunately none of him is glowing weak points cypher's doing her flying thing and she gets getting sucked into the cthulhu's gravity bomb Ooh. and then she just like dodges it and kills him yep uh, I think at some point Trevor pulls out a second whip. Yeah, so he pulls out his old whip, consecrated ah. for killing vampires and demons. Ah. And, and he's he like double whipping. He's double whipping. He starts doing some crazy whip shit, and then he lifts his whips up into the air. They set themselves on fire. Yeah, he's doing his limit break. And we were both like, "Could he always do that? Okay, I didn't do that against Dracula." Yeah, this seems what he's done a lot of. He's done a lot of grinding in the woods since they killed Dracula. <laughs> Uh, and he slams it down onto the visitor. Jermaine's all like, just kill the fucking guy. And Trevor's all like, all right. Well, no, because before that, St. Germain's like, he's trying to close the portal. And he's like, I can't control the portal, but you can. And he jumps onto the visitor's head and jams the uh, the lithomancy stone into its mm. eyes and like hijacks its brain. And it's like, change the portal to the thing that I want to see. And then he jumps in and he's like, bye. Uh, and then he's all like, now kill the visitor. So, okay. Trevor, and then Trevor. he does his big limit break. Yep. He kills the visitor. And Cypher kills everyone else. And they're both like, we did it. We finally did it. We killed Dracula. And then Jermaine's on the other <laughs> side of the portal. Oh yeah. And we saw Dracula on the other side of the portal, acknowledging it and reaching out for a moment. And then, we so here's my question. Here's my question. Yes. If Dracula mm. comes back, and also Lisa was right there, and presumably she comes back too. Yeah. And she is there to, you know, temper his worst nature. Yeah. Dracula coming back in a bad thing? Well, you have to understand that when they come back from hell, they're not in their human forms anymore, I right? think in this case they would be. Oh, no. Because it's not devil forging, it's the infinite corridor opening a literal door to where they are. Hmm. I don't know. And because, you know, even as she was being burnt to death, she was still like, no, be good, Dracula. Don't mm. kill all the humans. Hmm. I don't know. She's maybe. Compassion incarnate. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, um, maybe it's more that Alucard is taking on the role of Dracula yeah. okay. more so than Dracula's. Here's my come beef. Back. Here's my beef. Yes. I'm fine with. Bad Ucard? Like bad, bad Alucard? Bad Ucard? Don't bad, like that, but bad, no, bad I'm fine. I'm fine with the plot to resurrect Dracula. I want to see that. Alabad. How about that? Alabad. How about Alabad? <laughs> so you want to see Dracula resurrect? No, I'm fine with the... Okay, I'm fine with the plot to resurrect Dracula. Uh -huh. I want to see that. Yep. Would love to see Dracula come back. Great character. Yep. Very depressed. <laughs> yeah. 
Want to get him some therapy. Okay. Uh, don't hate, hate getting that close to him coming back with all the interesting implications of him and Lisa both being back mm-hmm. and then having it snatched away. Yeah. Either don't get quite that close or, or bring him back. Like, never just tempt me like that. Yeah. Don't pull a season one to three or four of The Office where it's like, are they going to date yet? Jesus fucking Christ, just hurry up. Never and really me... did The Office. It's real good. It's a real good show. But my God, they knew how to drag out a romance. <laughs> and then they go outside. And previously there was a scene where Priyasala came out and murdered the judge. And the judge was like, Priyasala, you have been right all along. Go to my special apple tree. <laughs> And it's got all the best apples. Uh, so Priyasala, having stabbed the judge, is all like, I've done it. I've won. I've I've beaten the judge. I've made him see the error of his own ways and convinced him that I was right. Yes. I've done it. I've won. I've won. I've won. And then he runs away. Yeah, and we see him come to the big apple tree, but we don't see what happens until after, now that uh, everything's been killed and Saint Germain is like, I'll see you again. Time travel. So he goes into the infinite corridor where we're in the non-Euclidean bookshop again <laughs> um, with the upside down lady. Yep. And yeah, so we're not in we're not in a portal to hell anymore. We're in a portal to upside down lady bookshop. Yeah, and he's all like, "I'm staying here by," and then closes the portal. Everything's falling to shit. Trevor and Cipher run out. The church collapses. The priory's gone. The judge is dying, and they're like, "I killed Prior Sala." Oh yeah, where is he? Go to my special apple tree. <laughs> and they're all like, "Seems like an odd way of." Saying you killed him? Question mark. But yeah. okay. Um, there are three men still fighting, and they're just, just like not. Stop. They're not trying. They're just like stop, Ugh. stop, just pushing on one another, barely. Mm-hmm. Um, it's real sad. So then, I think the next shot is them like. Oh no, the next shot is Price Sala running. Yep, running along, being like. <gasps> Hitting a tree and being like, oh god, oh god, branches, oh god, running and then seeing a big apple tree. Ah, like, oh, the special apple tree. Oh, the special the apple judge's tree. special apples. I must escape, but first I must sup upon such sweet fruit. So he walks closer. And then we see from, like, it, this is all interspersed with everything else that's mm. happened, but eventually Trevor and Cypher come and find that, and he's fallen into a big spiky pit, and they're like, hey, look at all those little bones down there. Oh shit. And we surmise that this is where the ju- the judge sends the people who displease him to die. Or maybe just, and, and also just for his own sick thrills. Mm. It has its little pleasures, you yeah. know. So they're like, hey, that's cooked. Well, he wanted us to burn his house down. You want to go do that? Let's take a look inside yeah. first. Oh, Trevor's like, I want to see what's behind his special door. Literally, he just says, I just want to know what's behind this fucking door. They never really drew any attention to this door before. No, there was one shot of the... I guess there's two shots of the judge, like, near the door, and one where he's coming out and he's all like... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now I'm beginning to think, ooh, ooh, maybe he was doing more than just, like... Cleaning up evidence. Yeah, maybe he was really... Maybe he was leaving behind some DNA evidence. Yeah, it's real. So um, they enter into the door upon finding the key on his desk. It's just just shoes on shelves in there. Just children's shoes. Just little tiny shoes on shelves. And flashback to the judge being like, everything's a big event here. A missing child, a sickness, an accident... Another flashback. Running this town does have its little pleasures. And then, as if we weren't dumb enough... Uh, oh, Cypher... he killed them! Yeah, Cypher is like, Oh no, these little shoes. What could it mean? And it's like, I don't know, what could it mean? It's like, And then there's more flashbacks of like, It has its little pleasures. And it's like, I want to leave. He's a cobbler. He's What the fuck is a cobbler? A shoemaker. Oh... 
I get it now. <laughs> because the shoes represent the town. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, they burn the... So anyway. <laughs> they burn, they're angry. They burn the place down. They burn down, the fucking house and down. They're, they're leaving town in their wagon and they don't ever want to come back and they're all very downcast, just like Alucard is. And it's like, the last few months, Cypher, we were living your life with adventures and fun. And but victories. Now, but now we're living mine. Ugh. 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 But still pretty good. Yeah. And that's I... the end of season three. So... Okay, here's my problem with season three. Mixed bag. Very mixed fucking bag. But when it hits, it hit hard. But good fucking God, guys. Like, figure out your pacing. This, okay. The only thing that has worse pacing so far is Twin Peaks season three. And that's because... I I thought people liked that. Of course they fucking like it. It's Twin Peaks. But like... It's got that Michael Cera bit. Michael Cera bit? Yeah, where he's like... I couldn't even get up to that bit, man. It's like, literally, I started and I was like, oh... Okay, come on. Let's 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 get on with it. Come on, we got detective things to do. And then it, apparently it takes 18 episodes before we start getting back into detective things. I was hoping when <sighs> Judge was talking about his special apple tree mm. that it was going to be like the opening from Deadly Premonition. Oh. <laughs> with like a dead body like strung up in the tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And just being like real angelic looking. Yeah. And then the kids there being all like, oh. Yeah, I'm glad we didn't see that kid's br- brutally murdered body. Well, we did see his bones, yeah. so... And his shoes, I assume. We did, in fact, explicitly see his shoes. We did. Because it flashed back to his special red shoes. Yeah. So he's fucking dead. Yep. Um, yeah. Happy ending for Saint-Germain and no one else. <laughs> oh, and the oh, stereo man. girls. I guess. I guess they're protagonists now, too. Well, that's not really an ending, is it? That's more of like a setup. Yeah. They didn't even start True. doing their plan. But they all had a nice glass of wine together. Yeah. Not Hector, though. Hector no. doesn't get wine. He's a pet now. No, he gets wine sometimes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that, that's Castlevania. That's that's it. That's the whole show. Yeah. Do we want to do a quick wish list for season four? Or do we just want to wrap it up? I mean, we could just wrap it up because honestly, like, okay. I think the, I've been, the only thing I've I been pretty for. open about what I want for season four. I want more Saint Germain and I want time travel. <laughs> the only and thing, it's not going to happen. And if it did, it would be bad. The only thing I want for Christmas is for you to compress down the episodes. We don't need three episodes of talking with nothing happening again. I feel like there was a promise made at the start of the season that we would get a Hector and Isaac confrontation and we just didn't. And I, that was disappointing. <sighs> Jesus Christ. But so sure, surely that would happen next season, oh right? God. I think the thing is, the thing that really bothers me, right, is that I've heard a lot of good things about season three and I enjoyed season three less. Because I, of that? Because the entire middle, like maybe four episodes, ju- they're like even worse in terms of pacing <laughs> than any of the rest of the show because even in the rest of the show there was it was slow forward momentum but it was forward there's, momentum there's even things like some subtle like Godbrand was up in the mix yeah and like some world building of just like you know this is where these words come from and as lame as that was it's still like I really hated that oh my god as lame as that was I was still just like okay sure that's something whereas this one was just like you know, I guess there's a wizard over there. He's doing stuff in that town. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. We didn't need this entire conversation, old witch lady. You are not setting yourself up to be a permanent character in any way yet. Yeah, I feel like, like, you know, if they hadn't raised the prospect of the wizard, we would have just seen Isaac's army when it showed up and we would have been like, oh yeah, he's been, you know, roaming the countryside building his army. Yeah, it's just like, it's such a weird pacing. Such a terrible pacing. So, um, But man, that fucking second to last and last episode slaps. (laughs) Like, Jesus Christ. All right. 
So, wrapping up. Castlevania. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. So, next time on JoJo's World. <laughs> oh, Terry um, Bogart. No, so, next time, shall we do an OVA? I would love nothing more okay. than to do an OVA of JoJo's. We'll do whichever the first JoJo OVA we have is. Yep. So, is this is this the 90s? 1990s uh, Stardust Crusaders OVA. Ah, the one that you said is bad. No. Oh. I said it's different. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Okay, so is when you say it's the first Stardust Crusaders OVA, is is it going from? I, it's it's whichever one is on the DVD that oh, okay. we were sent. Okay, cool. Which we are eternally grateful for. <laughs> uh, and then after that, Terry King Bogart. of Fighters. Oh my god, I'm so ready. And I think that those episodes vary from like 15 to 20 minutes long, so we'll probably do like three each, and we'll probably do three ish. <laughs> I imagine we'll, unless it's really good, it might be really good. We'll probably do like three episodes of that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That'd be nine episodes of the show is there only like 10 episodes there's like 23 of them <laughs> Whew, okay <laughs> well let's do three at a time then you know we might love it and we'll do as if we love it we'll do as many as we want oh but my god but i'm committing to doing at three ish <laughs> yeah because we want to get more ova yeah well and then we'll do another ova and then we'll move on to bachano hey, bachano <laughs> hey. and then after that which is 13 or 16 episodes who knows no, I know it's 13 or 16 episodes, depending on if we include oh. the last three episodes that never aired, but were included in the DVD collection. Oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> uh, then Revolutionary Warrior Utena, which is long, so we'll only do like an arc or two, I expect. Oh, is this that really weird Abstract car sex lesbian sword battles. Yes. Oh my God. I'm so ready. And then, uh, then after that... We die. Yeah, that's a long way away. And also this list is subject to change at our whims. Mm. And man, what a whim. So whimsical. Anyway... That's JoJo's baby. Hell yeah, son. Get keen for Hey, let time. us know if you enjoyed the actual play thing because that was very different from what we normally do. I had fun. Wouldn't want to do it every week. But yeah, no. Maybe one day again. Who knows? I would prefer a different game. So oh yeah, definitely a different game. Here's my, here's my feedback for you, Liam. Mm-hmm. I'd prefer a game that has fewer dice rolls and more narrative. Okay. Keep that in mind. I'm, I'm happy to do that. Okay. Yeah. I especially just enjoy that when we were doing random improv bits, we just went off the rails as often as humanly possible. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was that's, just a good time. That's what a role-playing game is. Yeah, it was good shit. Okay. And until next time. Two. The end? I guess it's the... Well, until next time, Dracula. Until next time, I want to suck your blood. Or in the case of L- Lenore, I want you to say these explicit words into my ear while I put my ring on you. <laughs> <laughs> to be continued. To be continued. Thank you.